everybody. Welcome to uh, the next episode of the podcast. My name is Dean Naughton. So grateful that you're here for the Peaceful, Purposeful, and Prosperous podcast. Wow, that was a lot of P's when I created it. It didn't sound so many P's. Anyway, mind your P's and Q's. So uh, this is Dean Naughton, uh, trainer, coach, and uh, I don't know what the right word is. I just try to become a better me. Um, so I'm not sure what that is, but it is. Um, today, uh, I do apologize. We uh, missed a couple of days. Um, I had a migraine headache, and if you could tell from the last episode, it was uh, pretty good, and it started winning. And so we had to we had to go to battle. And uh, thankfully, today by about four o'clock, it uh, it decided that I won. So. Uh, For those of you who experience migraines or any kind of pain of any personal sort, we're going to talk about physical health in in the weeks to come, Um, but but you have my greatest sympathies and empathies, uh, because sometimes it just, it's a battle. It really is. So um, for those of you who suffer or party, I like to say party with things like migraines, um, yeah, I understand. So today we are going to be talking about uh, key relationships, which I started with the other day, but my head wasn't in 100% in gear, I guess is the way to say it. So I want to talk about key relationships. Relationships are what makes life worth living. It really is. I mean, there's accomplishment and there's reward and there's all kinds of things that go on. But if you don't have anybody to share it with, right, you don't have anybody to share it with. Um, is it really that fulfilling? And so this week, we're going to talk about key relationships. And I know it's uh, 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 a sensitive subject in some ways uh, for me as well as for you. I've had some key relationships in my life that have not gone so well, as I'm sure you have as well. I've had key relationships that uh, that I destroyed. I, I, I was the one who ruined the relationship. And I'm sure you... If you looked in the mirror, you probably realized that there might be a little destruction in all of us, isn't there? But uh, let's talk about key relationships. What What is a key relationship? Let's start off there. What is a key relationship? A key relationship is one of those that you esteem uh, at great value. Esteem at great value. That's as simple as it gets. Now, years and years ago, I had a mentor. Uh, um, at the time, I was a little crazy. I built a business that was very, very speedy, as you had heard in the origin story. It grew really, really fast. And um, at the very beginning of that, when I was just learning how to generate a business, um, it went from like zero to 60 overnight. It really did. We went from uh, struggling to get a lead a day to um, doing a marketing campaign. And we ended up getting between 20 and 40 leads a day phone calls in saying we want to do business with you. And um, it literally was overnight. And this mentor was trying to help me. And what he did was, is I went into his office in all panic mode and I said, I need help. And in his wise ways, he reached back behind his desk and pulled out a book and he handed me a book. And I was like, I don't have time to read this book. Any of you ever said that? 
any of you ever said that this week? <laughs> Raise your hand. Now all these people are in their cars raising their hands. All right. Um, and he gave me a book and I was livid. I was, I did need a book. I needed an answer, but he was trying to teach me something. He was trying to teach me something. And, and to this day, Steve is still, uh, I hold him in very high regard. Um, one of those key relationships in my life that, uh, took me to another level, a level of, of existence. And so all of you are like, what, what book was this? Now, the book was seven habits of highly effective people. And he told me I needed to read the book. And at that time I was not in the right place in my mind to sit down and read a book. But in his mind, he knew that if I wanted to get to a different place, reading the book was necessary. And so if you haven't ever read that book, I highly recommend it. Written by Stephen Covey. Um, unfortunately, he's passed and no longer here sharing his great wisdom. He was a very, very wise man. Very, very wise. And um, uh, and so I really encourage you to read that book. In that book, one of the chapters that he talks about, actually several of the chapters he talks about, he talks about the roles that we have in our lives and that we need to look at that. Not only are we a business person or an entrepreneur or, or a coach like myself, but we're also a, a husband, right? And, and a dad and a son and a brother. Those were some of my roles, right? And a friend and a mentor and a scout leader, boy scout leader, right? I mean, there are different roles that we have. And if you actually sat down and really thought about it, we all have many roles that we play. Some people call them hats that we wear, but roles I like better. I do, um, because in each one, we have a part to play, not in a fake way or a, a play like uh, a role in a, in a Broadway play, but in a real way that we actually have a role in their lives and they have a role in our lives. And if we are conscious about it, if we really are conscious about the roles that we play in other people's lives, we can have a huge impact, not because of the mass amount of things that we do, but because of the specific things that we do that really help them along their journey in their life and vice versa. And so I, wanted, I want you to take time to write down some of the roles that you have. And like I said, some of them are easy, right? Um, business owner, uh, coach, uh, husband, father, right? Um, but but one of the things that was really interesting in this book is he talked about looking at each of these roles as like a bank account. And these bank accounts, right, you make deposits and you make withdrawals. You make deposits, you make withdrawals. And I asked my wife at the time, I said, what, what is considered a, a deposit into yours? How do I know what a deposit is? And she goes, you know those brownie points that we always talk about? I said, yes. And she goes, those are deposits. And I was like, awesome. Now I know I want more brownie points. I was hoping it was really brownies, but okay, I know. I just blew some of you guys away because you were still hoping it was brownies too. But this is deposits into our role accounts. So whether it's a husband, whether it's a father, whatever. And sometimes these deposits happen without them even knowing. One of the things that I do in regards to time management is I do a weekly planning meeting. And each week I sit down with my roles and I look at them and say, what can I do this week to serve this person? And sometimes there isn't anything. Sometimes they're just fine. Other times it's just checking in on them. And sometimes it's doing an actual activity to serve them. And I write that down in my task list. And I make sure I do that because those roles are important to me. These key relationships 
are important to me. And as I put in deposits, I'm able to withdraw as well, meaning when I need help, they will definitely come and help me. This was uh, very obvious to me in um, after I had sold the mortgage company and we had, man, so many things were happening and we had helped a lot of people and we had taken care of a lot, a lot of people. And we, I was doing my best to fulfill my roles as a friend and as a, a family member and as a business owner. And, um, and my wife had decided that we're going to buy this house, um, which was different than the house that we currently owned. And so, so we bought this house and I called upon all of my friends, all the people I had helped move, all of the people I had helped in any way, shape or form. I reached out to friends and family all over this place to have them help me move from one house to five miles away to another house. And I will tell you at nine o'clock in the morning, actually it was more like 8.30, they started showing up and between 40 and 50 people showed up with trucks and trailers and U-Hauls and all kinds of stuff. And I will tell you by noon, I was completely moved out of that house, completely moved into the other house, and I was sitting on my back porch eating a sandwich in my brand new house at noon. It took just a little over three hours to move me from one house to another, and it wasn't me lifting all of those boxes, but it was me lifting all of those people for years before. Does that make sense? Now, it's not just about moving and about, you know, somebody loading a U-Haul for you. That That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you put enough deposits into these accounts that when it's time to ask for a withdrawal and you ask, right, you ask for this withdrawal, that they will come in droves. So another book that is more recent is called Living Forward. And I posted it up on my Facebook page as one of the books um, that I recommend. Um, it's an excellent book and it talks about building a life plan and it goes back into this and says, you need to look at your roles. And they also call them accounts, that they can have a negative account, right? That you can be with overdrawn in this account and you can have a surplus or it can be neutral. And so if you have that book, that also goes through how to do this in figuring out what your key uh, relationships or your highest roles are. So take the time to really think about these roles, because I do. Every week when I sit down in my weekly planning meeting my and I look at my list of roles, I sit there and go, what does Kirsten, my wife, need? By the way, for those who don't know, my wife's name's Kirsten. Uh, what does Kirsten need this week? And it can be as simple as flowers. It can be as simple as a, a really good date night. It can be uh, a shoulder rub, right? She's a, a software developer, programmer, coder person. And um, she sits at, a lap, at, at her laptop at her computer station for hours and hours and hours and hours. And sometimes as simple as just a, a neck rub at the end of the day is worth more than flowers and presents and all that kind of stuff. But then I sit there and think about, okay, what about my sons? And I go through each of my sons. What can I do to serve them? What do they need this week? And if you are quiet, if you are in that place of peace that we talked about a few episodes ago, you will hear answers to the questions. What can I do to serve them? And sometimes it's just checking on them. Sometimes it's a text message that says, I'm proud of you. Sometimes it's uh, a phone call. Sometimes it's tacos, right? Uh, whatever it is, whatever it is. Sometimes you just show up on the doorstep. What can I do to help? Sometimes you don't show up on the doorstep. 
<laughs> as in my newlyweds, right? And now, how awesome is this? I get to add to my key roles, my key relationships, and adding two amazing and beautiful daughter-in-laws to that list. So who are these people that we serve? Um, I wrote down just a, a brief little list. Um, uh, first, uh, as I talked about the other night, uh, in kind of a migraine haze, uh, is self-care, right? One of your key relationships is yourself. Um, Caesar Milan did a podcast with, um, on the Ed Milet show. Oh my gosh. If I can figure out how to put a link to that one, that is probably one of my favorite episodes of Ed Milet's. And for those of you who know, I listen to Ed Milet all the time. He has a phenomenal podcast with a nice eclectic group and Caesar Milan's was unreal. And he said, the things that you have to do is you have to trust, you have to respect and you have to love. And he said, it has to begin with you. You first have to trust you. You first have to respect you. And you first have to love you before you can go out and really serve and really trust, respect, and love others. <laughs> mind-blowing. Seriously mind-blowing. Uh, Caesar Milan is one of my favorites of all times. He, his books have helped me raise my sons better than any parenting book I've ever seen. Unreal. Unreal. Anyway, so we have to take time to trust ourselves, respect ourselves, and love ourselves. And I think as I've been pondering over that podcast and over his ideas, I think that's the order it needs to go into, right? Trusting someone, respecting someone, loving someone is the process in which we need to grow that relationship, whether it's with ourselves or with others. The second area that I put key relationships in is family. And I put that kind of as a, uh, I put quotes around that because sometimes we have biological family and sometimes we have non-biological family, right? I have friends that are no longer just in the friend category, right? Even my children call them uncle and aunt. It's just the way it is, right? So family, when I say family, it's not just biological, okay? It's, it's those that are so close to you that they are family, right? You can walk in their door. That's a good way of doing it, right? I just talked to one of my oldest friends today um, and celebrated with him as he bought a new car. And um, he is an amazing friend, but I will tell you this, he's family. He can walk in the door. He can walk into my kitchen, open up the fridge, pour himself a glass of orange juice like he has for over 30 years and uh, no one would even flinch. He's family, right? So when you look at these key relationships, look at them. And what are your roles in those relationships? I am a husband. I am a father. And what does that mean, right? What does that really mean? And take the time. We are so busy on binge watching or, or whatevering, right? There's a thousand things trying to get our attention and distract us from actually thinking about these things. But if honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I would have understood my roles better before I obtained them. Did you hear that? Understand my roles better before I obtained them. Now, that's a little naive in that I really wouldn't know what it was like to be a father until I'm a father, but I could have been a whole lot more prepared, a whole lot more prepared, right? And I think we all could have. That The parenting thing's kind of a tidal wave, no matter if you're prepared or not. But look at your 
relationships in your family. I have sisters. I have a brother. I have in-laws. I have parents that I am so blessed. I am so blessed. Both of my parents are still alive and, um, and they're doing pretty good, right? I mean, they're doing pretty good for being as old as they are. <laughs> Just in case my pop listens to this one. He told me he listened to one of them, one of the podcasts. So, hey, pop, love you, man. But he's old. <laughs> he's old. Um, but I'm so fortunate. And so I need to make the most of that. I can't just say I'm a son. Wonderful. But what does that mean to me? And as I said the other day, one of my strongest um, virtues is duty. And I got that from him. But what is my duty to my father as of right now? What is my duty to my mother, right? As of right now. And so I look at those relationships and have taken the time to really think, what do I want out of those relationships? Same with my friends. Now, I'm going to push some buttons on this one. And so I hope you're in for the ride. Where am I at? Okay. So what are considered friends? And this has been a topic of conversation in my house for quite a while. Um, Because I think we have friend friends. And what I mean by friend friends is like the ones uh, from the TV show Friends, right? We laugh, we joke, we eat food, um, we we love each other, but are we really, really that deep in that relationship? Or is it more of a sitcom? Is that relationship a sitcom? And what we're f- discussing in my house is that more and more of our relationships are more sitcom-ish than real deep relationships, open real, vulnerable relationships, or I can sit there and say, you know what, would you please um, chop my head off? It's killing me, right? I don't tell people that. I don't because I believe my duty is to not be that vulnerable, not say, you know what, my head really hurts and I can't understand even a word you're saying right now. Can we do this a different time? And so just in the last, honestly, I've been partying with migraines now for three years and only in the last few weeks or months have I been brave enough to be that vulnerable and say, hey, look, I I really shouldn't be driving right now. Can we reschedule for two days from now or next week or whatever? And people are very, very open to that. Why? Because I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open and real about my situation. Now, I don't use it as an excuse. I don't use it as this. It's just it is what it is. But with our friends, I believe our friends, we're staying too superficial. We got to get down in the deep stuff. We got to get down in the deep stuff, right? I mean, all of us have had problems raised. If any of us have had a teenager, we've had trials that we needed help with, that we needed to share and say, hey, you know what? This is what happened. Do you have any ideas <laughs> how to handle that? Right? I didn't. And I kept my mouth shut while my oldest ones were growing up. And they were doing things I didn't know how to handle. But I didn't feel like I could reach out to my friends or my family to handle it. And so I just handled it myself. How dumb is that? And unfortunately, for my children, uh, I handled it myself. And so I've always promised them that I'll pay for the first 10 sessions of therapy because I didn't know what I was doing until later. Right. So look at your friends and find those real ones. Find those ones that are open. 
but I'm going to tell you, if you are going to search for them, you must be them as well. You must be willing to open up. You must be willing to be vulnerable, must be willing to be real. You know what? I'm grumpy. You know, <laughs> my head hurts. You know what? This happened or that happened or, or this is how I feel. One of the things that I like most about some of the thought leaders that are out there right now is their realness, is their vulnerableness. They're, when they struggle, they'll post it. Now, not in a way to get praise or to get, you know, oh, attaboy, right? But in sharing that they're real people, right? I remember years ago when the market crashed and in real estate, guess what happened? We went from making uh, good money to making no money in about 45 days. Literally, I lost 90% of my income in 45 days. And that hurt bad. And so we learned things. We learned things like, did you know that when the power company sends you that bill, that that's not really the time you have to pay it? It says a due date on there, but they're going to send you two more if you don't have any money. <laughs> and it's the one that has the red across the top. That's the one you got to pay because <laughs> now it's three months behind, right? That's what happened. And everybody wouldn't talk about it, but everybody was experiencing that red bar across many bills during that time. And so we gotta find those people we can talk to. We gotta find those people we can be real with and be vulnerable with and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing on this one. Or, hey, I'm in trouble. Or, hey, this is what happened in my family. Please help. I have two or three of those friends, maybe four. I'd love more. I really would. Because as a community, as a tribe, if we all opened up, we could change the world. We really could. Now, the last role or last key relationship I would talk about is that of God. I believe that we all need to look at a higher source, at a higher power in our lives. When I was 18 years old, I was living in Provo, Utah, just for a few months. <laughs> I think they kicked me out or something. Anyway, but no, I'm just kidding. But when I was 18 years old, I'm in Provo, Utah, and my roommate says, uh, I'm nervous. Um, would you please come with me? And, and I said, sure. I didn't know what I was getting into. 18 years old. But he was really, really panicking, really anxious, if you will, over the where he was going. I mean, what can you, you can't really get into much trouble in a Provo, Utah. Trust me, if you've never been there, it's really hard to cause trouble there. Um, and we went into the basement of this building and I went to my first AA meeting. I didn't even know what AA was. And at 18 years old, I sat there and I watched people stand up, talk about open, real and vulnerable. It was eye-opening to me that people's lives could have that much pain in them. And at 18 years old, I made decisions, right? I'll go to an AA meeting and I've gone to several more since. <laughs> but luckily, luckily, that disease has not plagued my life. But their first tenant is believing in a higher power. And that is where I saw true faith 
and true humility. Wasn't in a church. Wasn't <laughs> on top of Mount Sinai. It was in the basement of Provo, Utah at an AA meeting where they talked about hoping to put their lives together and hoping God hasn't forgotten about them. And I'll tell you this, he doesn't. He doesn't. And whatever we call it, higher source, universe, higher power, whatever you want to call the higher power that you want in your life, I'm going to tell you that is a key relationship. And my relationship with God is very important to me. And I do my best to maintain and grow that relationship. And so as we finish up the podcast today, which ran a little bit long, oh, not bad, (laughs) is this. What are those key relationships in your life? If you need kind of a cheat sheet, look up that book, Living Forward or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Both of them have kind of a cheat sheet on what what key relationships you should have in your life. But I gave you just kind of a a little four-pack. You need to have a relationship with yourself. Trust yourself, respect yourself, love yourself. You need to have a relationship with your family. And really invest in that. Because I tell you what, I can't remember all the checks I've deposited, but I can tell you about date nights. Not only with my beautiful wife, but when I would take my boys on dates. The laughter and the joy that we had. Uh, Our family has a tradition, I guess. I don't know if it's a tradition. I don't know. But when boys are about 14 or 15 years old, they're so full of testosterone, it's unreal. And dealing with them is a little tough. Caesar Milan says to take them out and run them. And that works really good, except for, for those of you who know Jake, he runs like a five-minute mile, and I run like a five-hour mile. And so it didn't really work out. But at age 15, I decided that we needed to make some different choices. And so we started the tradition that myself and that one son would take up a sport that we would spend time together and so i've rock climbed and i've (laughs) parkoured i didn't rollerblade i did skateboard Um, and now with my youngest i box Um, too much of his chagrin (laughs) but i invest in my boys and i don't just tell them to behave but I go with them to misbehave (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) But it's by investing in those accounts, in those key relationships where you have true joy. And so yourself, your family, real, open, vulnerable friends, and a higher power that I choose to call God. Those are the most important relationships that I find in my life. And so take the time, shut off all the noise, get the distractions out, sit in this and say, how am I doing in my roles and my responsibilities? How am I doing in these key relationships? What relationships am I missing? And then what do I need to do to attract those relationships? And sometimes it's being this open, real and vulnerable that'll bring more relationships to you. So that's my message. We're going to talk more about relationships and and doing some things to improve those over the next little while. This week is all about key relationships. So can't wait to share more about each of those areas. Have a great day. Thank you so much again for listening. Um, uh, The outpouring of love from you guys has been 
humbling and unreal. And so I just wanted to say thank you very much and that much love right back to you. I love you. I will see you soon. Bye.